Magic Mongolia Development and Protection Center in Mongolia is one of the main projects of Lantundaka nonprofit organization. Last week we spoke with Adzaya, who is the coordinator and operations manager of the Protection Center. Welcome to Lantundaka podcast. How are you doing, guys? Good, how are you? I'm good. good. How are you? How's your weekend? How was your week, week. I guess? It was great. Uh, you know, holidays, season, Christmas is next week. Um, and we're ready for episode eight. Yeah, we have only two more and then season one is over. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's our plan. The The last episode <clears throat> will be aired on December 31st. Um, it's going to be out of it's going to be out of our regular schedule mm-hmm. um i think it's tuesday 31st is tuesday yeah is it yeah. okay mm-hmm. instead of friday so we'll be able to wrap up our first season in in this year and start with a fresh new one um sometime end of january yeah yeah and we're gonna have 10 episodes as well right uh that's the preliminary plan uh, it will depend because we we're thinking of introducing our members in the in the u.s obviously uh many successful <clears throat> people who who accelerate in 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 each of um, in each of their careers but at the same time finding time to to commit their time for Lanton Dohyo. So I think it's going to be interesting to for for listeners to learn a bit more of uh, of uh, each one of us and and why most importantly why we are in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um to me it's been great, you know, even though it's been only like a few couple of months since we have started. I learned so much about our organization, even though <laughs> I should know more, you know, because we're in the States and they are in Mongolia. Well, the first season basically covered what Lantun um, Dho is all about, and almost like 60, 80% of them um, are about the organization in Mongolia, and only one, two episodes out of the 10 episodes is about um the Lanton USA. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things that I didn't know, a lot of details and how everything works. So it was great <clears throat> experience for me. Mm-hmm. And also if you guys, the listeners, have any suggestions on um what could be interesting to you to learn about mm-hmm. Lantonhe or the mission or anything at all, then Feel free to um, email mm-hmm. and let us know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also um, we've been kind of like this is our first season and we've been all learning how to do podcasts, how we need to improve our quality and all this so that it's more pleasant for the listeners to mm-hmm. yeah. So not only the story, but also like the quality of our podcast we've been working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <clears throat> so on the last episode, we had a chance to talk with uh, with someone who's in charge of the one of the biggest projects that our nonprofit um, operates, which is Magic Mongolia. So let's get into it. Yeah, 
It was yeah. I never actually met her in person, but I was. I have been really impressed and excited that she is with Plantonja from and her, the very. And, and her name is Atzea, right? Yeah, Atzea. Okay. Yeah, and and she has started when she was only um, a student, like junior in college. Mm -hmm. She was a psychologist student. Yeah, a student. I think um, she's a sophomore. Sophomore, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was a volunteer, and then. She graduated and started her career career at Lantondhya, uh, um, specifically Magic Mongolia Center as a psychologist and a coordinator, director, director. director yeah, of the protection center. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that uh, listeners can learn more from um, from the perspective of. Um, of, of someone who actually works there, right? So, uh, Eike, what is what is Magic Mongolia? Um, so, Magic Mongolia project is one, one of our main projects that we do. It's not the only one, um, but this is one of the biggest one where we um, actually <clears throat> help children directly, uh, especially abused, uh, neglected children. So, um, Magic Mongolia not only protect these children, but also um, involve uh, um, children and help them continue their um, education. So not only we provide protection, but we also provide daycare center for those who really needs them. Um, as far as... Uh, uh, there's so much detail that goes on in the protection center that Adza talked about. Uh, we just think like, oh, we just protect children, but there's so much goes on with that. So, yeah. So there are <clears throat> two main areas that Magic Mongolia operates. Um, number one is, as Inge said, that there is a daycare for um, children who are aged between two to five preschool ages mm -hmm. um, and then the second big part is the protection temporary shelter the protection center it serves to um, serves as a temporary protection shelter for this for the kids um, who are under 18 years of age to protect them from the immediate danger like mm -hmm. domestic violence or sexual abuse from their immediate family and they're, they, if they don't have any place to go, if they need um, <clears throat> shelter, then we um, keep them in our um, Magic Mongolia Center. Mm -hmm. And it's a transition place where we take them from their homes, their abusive homes, and then, um, and then um, <clears throat> while they're staying at the center, we reach out to the local um social services social services yeah yeah so um actually we how we get our children is through the police or the um social services by the you know the uh, local um what do you say like um uh, over here it will be called county mm -hmm. <laughs> so districts districts yeah um 
gifts. So we get get them through that, and then also we get them directly if we, when we're doing our other projects like magic bag, if we notice that a child is in a really um, abusive place, then we also take them directly. Um, and uh, um, so we provide not only psychological services, but also we do not um, interrupt their education. So we take them to their schools, and then we actually drop them off and pick them up and make sure that they're, you know, safe. And, um, and then at the center, we also provide the, um, try to uh, fill their education up because some of them are behind schools. Um, so Adza helps with that too, not only as a psychologist, but he like works with the children directly all the time um, and helps with them. Um, what else? Um, so <clears throat> I think a little backstory on the on the project itself. Um, beginning of 2017, um, the board members of, uh, I mean, the nonprofit in Mongolia made a bold decision to, to build a facility in the middle of the district, which is which is in a very poor neighborhood mm. to to not not focus on temporary solutions but have something permanent that will be able to provide all the services necessary and in my understanding it is something that only uh, one uh, only one other public public facility offers right the protection mm -hmm. center so it was important uh, for our nonprofit to in an office, I, I can't express this enough how courageous that decision was mm -hmm. because funding was not secured. Mm -hmm. It was in the, it was almost a dream, at, at the dream level, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it, it is one of its kind because uh, something miraculous, almost miraculous happened that year uh, thanks to uh, crowdfunding almost right mm -hmm. sourcing from from the public from different organizations from the support from the wide support of people not only from Mongolia but around the world who came together to sponsor this to to actually complete this mm -hmm. project within a couple of uh, summer months mm -hmm. that uh, Mongolia's environment allows mm -hmm. because we can't do much construction during winter times mm -hmm. and then I've actually uh, started you know, begin operations in the, in the fall of the of the same year, um, and to this day, I, I think it's getting to its third year, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. it is a very uh, I, I I can't stress enough how it is one of its kind, unique, unique project. Mm -hmm. And um, so far in this um, last two years, that we've helped out 150 childrens, um, so all their cases were resolved. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them went to back to their home. But if their home wasn't safe, you know, they went to, um, you know, um, what is it called? Uh, yeah, temporary shelter. Yeah, some of them went to their relatives, or they went to orphanages, um, and they really work hard to make them go back to their families. But some mm -hmm. cases they cannot. Yeah, the end um, goal is to. Unite, uh, unite the, family. the families, mm -hmm. but then in some cases it doesn't happen, so mm -hmm. we look for different mm -hmm. ways. 
but uh, just thinking about it, it's if this protection center wasn't there, those 150 children's lives would be um, totally, I, I would assume that it would be the same and they would be hurt mm -hmm. and, um, and then they grow up with that feeling of, you know, neglect and abuse. And so uh, I think we have, um, this project made a difference for many families and many children. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah. yeah, and 150 children, I mean, it sounds a lot when, when you put it in that way as, you know, like what would have happened to them if Magic Mongolia wasn't there, mm -hmm. but from the different perspective, 150 children are um, just a scratch of the bigger problem. Like we, there are so many children who needs immediate help, but mm -hmm. um, I'm glad we have it, but there is still um, a lot to be done. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're building the Magic Mongolia 2, mm -hmm. which is more focusing on the, the preventative, community. yeah, preven prevention side. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully the number of children who could have become the victims will be prevented so that they would, um, you know, wouldn't be harmed by any kind of um, domestic or social abuse, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And the support we get from all, um, the donors, it just shows that that there is a need and everybody feels like this has to be done and I think in my opinion they that's why we get a great support from the public you know it, it, if it's it has to be done and mm -hmm. it, we need protect we need to protect those children and that's my opinion mm -hmm. yep uh, speaking of uh, magic brothers and sisters this is exactly where the donations are used right mm -hmm. uh, operation costs of the Operations costs that are associated with Magic Mongolia One employs it. It includes um, employment of about twenty people, right? Mm -hmm. um, other co costs like uh, utilities, um, different professional fees mm -hmm. when we employ, um, and then also medical fees yeah, for the children, yeah, legal fees, legal fees, right? So all of those are uh, sponsored. I mean, afforded by us by thanks to the the sponsors um, mm -hmm. um, who mainly reside in the United States, um, but are our hope that we'll have more uh, from around the world because we are constantly in the in the break at at the break even point, mm -hmm. right? So um, let's talk about the services. I remember we talked about this uh, from the presentation that we had at the gala that uh, certain services that are offered at Magic Mongolia One are unique mm -hmm. and they're 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 not uh, the same off services are not offered and at the other facility uh one of those is uh, uh it's socializing aspect of children mm -hmm. um what else did Aza talk about um so she talks about when the children comes to the center first they um attempt to run away and then they attempt to actually commit suicide um, they are not trust. They're not trusting the staff. And then he, she talks about how when you give like a sport and love to those children, how fast those children 
like develop around, and yeah. turn around and become a really like loving person and um it just shows that like great work that she she's doing and um building that trust with those children mm-hmm. and um and then you know she talks about how seeing those results really helps her to keep going and helping those children um and those services like for example to um providing social uh socializing service it's it's much needed because a lot of these children um do not um didn't go out or didn't go to the even the downtown to the city or go to watch movies so um it just helps them to learn to interact with others and uh how to become a social person mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very, very important. And that's one of the nine um, services that uh, was listed in in the presentation that you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And the other things were, um, like, you know, obviously those children need psychological, like psychotherapy, Mm -hmm. like therapists, professionals Mm -hmm. um, help. And then... I think you mentioned that that or Inge mentioned that that those children sometimes they don't um have the basic education as their peers, so they help um the staff members help them boost yeah like catch up mm-hmm. to their grade level, and there are a lot of other things that that you know those kids mm-hmm. would get from our um center if they you know. If they didn't, um, obviously we wouldn't want to see them, um, I have to rephrase it, like we want to, we need to help them if they do really need help, but then obviously we really want to decrease the rate of um, those children who are being in, in those dangerous situations, so I'm glad we have all of those um, services, but at the same time, hopefully, with our Magic Mongolia Two Center, um, there will be, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of children who will be prevented from those mm-hmm. abuses. I um I was looking at um the pictures of the library that library cafe mm-hmm. in the Magic Mongolia Two, and you just see those children in there reading books and like in groups and. I think when I see that, it's just like, it's already, you know, providing them with the secure and educated place. And so it's like, you just see it like right away, you know, the yeah. impact. I was very impressed by Aza. She's only, uh, apparently she had a birthday uh, She's only a little 23. Yes, she's only 23. She's already dedicating. She shared um, uh, her story why she decided to join Lantodokyo. It was initially um, as uh, as a part of the social service, as, as a part of social service of, of, volu- of, the, of learning of the concept of volunteering. But uh, she learned that this is an important issue and she has to dedicate um, herself to it. Mm-hmm. So, so si- since then... Um, from volunteering, um, she became full-time um, 
psychologist. Yeah, psychologist. Psychologist at the center. Now she, uh, she mostly she's in charge of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when we asked her what are the main you know misconceptions that people have about uh, about Magic Mongolia, she said that first of all people misunderstand and take it as um, as uh, of an orphanage mm-hmm. which it which is which it's it not. is not mm-hmm. uh, it offers protection you know shelter for a limited time mm-hmm. um secondly um i think she she it's talked about the only project that lantern yeah she's provides. It, this is not the only uh, project that the lantern book provides and um you know there are many rules and and you know things that we have to make sure from the legal standpoint of not letting people of for example donors you know taking pictures with with the children and uh, to ensure safety mm-hmm. and um you privacy know, privacy mm-hmm. of the children because in many cases not in like in all cases it it stays um the information is um confidential, confidential even mm-hmm. for their parents mm-hmm. So um, that was, I think, an interesting point that um, that we'll learn from the from the conversation. Yeah, and then um, we asked about because she's she's really young, and it's her. You know, she was right out of college, and and then she just got into this big project, and she's mm-hmm. pretty much the main person who is. Um, handling everything, every every difficult, mm-hmm. challenging tasks to, like ev- like taking care of the children and becoming, um, role model, teacher, caretaker, parents sometimes. Um, so we were wondering how how does she deal with the, the stress, day to day life stress, and um, how does she ba- balance her um, daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um <clears throat> remember she saying that um when she first started um they didn't have all the employees so she was working really hard and she was basically like working through the nights and uh like almost 24 hour a day and always thinking about the cases and so she said she came to a breaking point and she realized that she needs to um separate her work life with the personal life and give herself a break Mm -hmm. um i remember she saying that she had to give herself two day um break Mm -hmm. to get back on to um get back on it because she was getting like nightmares and Mm -hmm. um so i think that's very important for people who work um against uh, abuse, abusive cases, and because they're working with this, it's very hard to hear even for us to listen to these horrible cases. So um, her directly working with the kids and actually seeing the kids definitely I think is very hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think she made a good decision to make sure she balanced all that. And she's doing a great job now, and the center is running smooth now now that she has more people employees to help and i think she said um there is um um the helpers um what are you caretakers right mm-hmm. they're 
uh, caretakers their 24-hour day, and then they do, like, two days and one day off or something like that. So they have take caretakers, they have um, drive, you know, security guy, and they have a driver that take them to schools and pick them up. Um, and then herself being as a psychologist. And um, so it's... it's um, um, she's doing a great job in running this place. Mm-hmm. And I would give her kudos. <laughs> Yay! Atta, go! <laughs> Thank you. We're so proud of you. Yeah, yep. we're very proud of her. She's so young and she's very brave. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she wanted to emphasize, emphasize that um, everything she's doing is not, you know, because we were like, oh, good job. And then she was like, no, it's the teamwork. Like, because she has a lot of support from her team, mm-hmm. then she's able to manage everything she does. And and that's same goes with everything. Even our um, organization here in the States, uh, we have a great team. And that's why, you know, it, even though everybody is a volunteer, we enjoy doing the work because we enjoy each other's company. We enjoy um, accomplishing a lot of great things, and especially for the young, um, vulnerable children who couldn't, you know, help themselves. So we are there for them. So I'm very proud of our team here mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. She was saying that even though we have the U.S. team and Mongolian team, she was saying we're one team. Mm-hmm. If one of the others not there, then it's not going to be possible. Yeah. Also, I, I, I almost forgot the important point that she made. She said that, um, well, in you know, the thing people have to remember about the Lantern Dokyo, it's um, um, non-biased, non-religious, mm-hmm. and uh, non-political um, organization. Built is, by young yeah, professionals, young people. Young and then run by uh, by very good people. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's what we think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's yes, for how sure. We, you know, feed our egos <laughs> <laughs> to, oh, yes. to make sure that we have uh, you know reasonable mental health. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a balance. Reasonable, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, at the end of the interview, we asked, um, what is her, you know, vision, dream of, uh, of the, of the Magic Mongolia's future? To what she said, you know, I hope that someday, uh, Magic Mongolia will be the place not for accepting, you know, not needing to have children from with abusive backgrounds mm-hmm. with uh, from abusive environments mm-hmm. but it's something a magic place where you know happy families would come and mm-hmm. um, spend their free time so mm-hmm. i think that was a great um, thing she said yeah i have a faith that that day will come mm-hmm. yeah. that's what i aim for right now yeah, yeah. so yeah we had a great interview with um Atzaya, who's um who started as a psychologist at the Magic Mongolia One, and now is in charge of the operations of the of the center. Mm-hmm. Way before she was a volunteer um, at that Brick the Chain project, mm-hmm. 
that's how she started and she you know one thing i've been noticing is that once a person joins Tlantanthood, they never leave. So, I mean, it's that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm only really happy mm-hmm. that, that it's ever-growing big family. Mm-hmm. And you can join too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have our anchor here who's in charge of volunteers. So, mm-hmm. Give yeah. me an email. My email is enhe at tlantanthood.org So mm-hmm. I'm always open to having um, very willing people who want to committed help. people. Yeah. Yep, committed people. And so I'd be happy to talk to you in person or if you're far away in a different state, I can do a face FaceTime call or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to get to know you mm-hmm. and definitely want to work with you. So, yeah, give me an email. <laughs> yeah, we are always in need of um, great committed um, people who are passionate about um, p- volunteer work, number one. Number two, um, helping the young people, you know, Group. especially children. And um, number three, um, I think personally the best thing in in life is to help others. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a great if you wanna volunteer you can reach out to Inge, but if you don't have time, but wanna help out still you can always go to our website at lantondahio.org, and click on the donate button. You can either become a monthly subscriber, magic sister or brother, um, or magic business, or you can still um donate one time donation. Mm-hmm. And we are always in need of um, financial support, mm-hmm. and especially at this time of building our Magic Mongolia 2 Center. Yeah, so there are a lot of ways you can join Tlantondahya. Mm-hmm. And, and if you also, have any questions, you can email our yeah. um, podcast at tlantondahya.org email. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then also, please share our podcast to yeah. your friends. Rate and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts. I think, we, I think we forget to mention that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very On wherever you get your podcast okay. from. Um, yeah, because there are different platforms. Not only, you know, we're not discriminating um, against non-Apple users. So it's it's right there. You can SoundCloud, find Apple, yeah, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podcast app. So there, you know, um, I it was surprisingly interesting to find out that uh, you know RSS RSS feed allows us to distribute the channel to many platforms. So mm-hmm. that that was a great finding. I think um, my question: They can also comment, right? Under our podcast? Depending on the platform. I oh, think okay. SoundCloud allows that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I mean, when rating on Apple Podcasts, you mm-hmm. can also leave a comment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's yeah. that's also mm-hmm. a great option. Leave a review, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and review. also, we would like to, uh, I think, in my um, in the future podcasts, uh, we would like to also talk to different organizations with same goal mm-hmm. and mission and get their view and what they're doing also it will be very interesting so if you know someone uh, or if you are someone who works in that field uh, feel free to contact us too mm-hmm. yeah yeah please mm-hmm. recommend you know organizations and you know other individuals to us mm-hmm. um, is there anything you guys would like to add 
I want to add that it's holiday season. Yeah, yeah. It's happy holidays. <laughs> so,、um, I wish you a very happy holiday, and、um, you know, be happy. <laughs> yeah. And、uh, make a difference in others' life. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, if you, sometimes we think that we have a lot of problems in our lives, but once you start working for other people, then those problems are a minor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other people. Other people. What the hell? Other people. Did I say that yeah, again? But, but <laughs> I didn't no, say it. It was a reasonable、pass. amount. Yeah. Let's just start other people's time now. <laughs> On behalf of Lantantahyo,、uh, the team in Mongolia, as well as the team in the USA, we wish everybody who is listening a very, very happy holidays. On this episode, we talked about an interview we had with Adzaya, who joined the organization as a volunteer and now serves as a psychologist. As well as operations manager at Little Magic Mongolia. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach us at podcast at lantondohyo dot org. Thank you for listening, and we wish you happy holidays. <laughs>